Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 201 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I am so excited to be in your earbuds this week, and I am not in my normal office. My office is packed up, and California is no more, and I am actually broadcasting to you from a hotel room just near the Grand Canyon in northern Arizona. My husband wanted to go grab some pictures in the sunrise this morning, and I thought, you know what? That sounds beautiful, except my warm bed sounds much better. So I will gladly look at his photos. But of course, after he left, I couldn't really go back to sleep. And I had some podcast episodes to catch up on. So here we are. I'm super excited to be connected with you. And if we're not connected on Instagram, that'd be a really great place for us to connect because a I love connecting with my listeners there. But also, if you want to check out some of the pictures from our road trip, we've been to Death Valley and Las Vegas. And now we're in the Grand Canyon heading to Sedona going to Albuquerque and can continuing our way east, going to my hometown of Asheville, North Carolina, and then heading up north to our final destination of Philadelphia, then make sure that you follow me on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And once you do follow me, please send me a DM or comment on one of my photos. I would really love to connect. I'm super engaged and active over there. So your message or comment will not go missed or ignored. So today I am releasing an episode that came out on the podcast a couple years ago, and it's actually one of the most downloaded popular episodes. And I think that's because 
It's so universal and normal. If anyone has ever dated, you've probably have dealt with feeling rejected or being rejected. You've probably dealt with that pullback where you just feel like, hmm, they're not as into me anymore. They're not texting me as much or they're not using the exclamation points or as many as emojis. And you think it's in your head, but you also can kind of tell it's real. I call that the pullback. And then of course, texting. We are dating in 2020 now, but even when this episode was released in 2018, texting was still alive and well and it will probably continue to be alive and well until the next thing comes on. And I know sometimes that can make dating tricky or at least feel tricky. And so I want to talk through it with you with Hillary, who is my guest on the show, but I think a lot of this will apply to you and you'll be able to use it in your own life. Now, here's the thing. You might be wondering, hmm, Veronica, don't you really do like inner child work and you don't really talk about like the symptoms of crappy dating, like the texting and the pullback and on online dating and all that kind of stuff? And the answer would be yes. But I think this episode is a really good example of how I work with my clients because it's not like we just ignore all real life things and aren't talking about, you know, things that actually happen in your life, which is someone didn't text you back or someone rejected you or ghosted you or whatever. Like this is real. We're not sticking our head in the sand and pretending like it doesn't happen to anybody or only happens to people if you're not enlightened, which is all crap. This is an important episode because what I do is Hillary is bringing to me some frustrations that she has with this guy that she's been texting with or dating with. And the texting is obviously stressing her out, but also she's feeling rejected and feeling ghosted. And what I really do with Hillary and what I want you to really get is that, well, yes, rejection hurts. Ghosting obviously hurts. The texting can definitely be anxiety provoking. What I think is really important for you to understand and to get here is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And once we can go beneath it, then we can get to see what the real issue is. You know, rejection is not just about being rejected by someone you don't even know that well or care about, right? Something else is being triggered. That's where the inner child work comes in. And so when we can figure out, okay, what's the thing in the real world, the symptom of dating that's creating the pain or the frustration or the hurt or whatever the emotions are, let's feel those emotions because they're real and you're a human and they're human emotions. But also, it doesn't necessarily end with just that. Let's also dig underneath so we can see what this is really about so that you can build your rejection resiliency or you can build not barriers or walls. I'm not advocating that we rebuild these walls that we're trying to bust down, but just being able to be rejected and not let it affect your worth, because that's really, really important in dating. And I talk about this a lot with Hillary, so I'm going to try to resist going too deep into it now. But if you're unwilling to be rejected, then you're going to have a really, really hard time, A, attracting emotionally available partners, but also you're going to have a really hard time finding that deeper connection because there's always going to be at least some level of a wall up if you're just not willing to be rejected by someone that you like. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what to do instead of rejection proofing yourself. I'm going to talk about how to handle a partner or someone that you're dating when you feel like they're pulling back. So I'm going to help you figure out what to do about that. And I'm going to teach you the coffee pot test to up your texting game. So you have to listen to that, see what the heck I'm talking about. Before we get to the episode, I want to let you know that my annual January workshop, New Year, New Boo, is coming up. It's on January 23rd, so depending on when you're listening to this, make sure you save your spot. It's totally free, but spots are limited, so make sure you sign up over at veronicagrant.com forward slash new year, and those links will be in the show notes. 
So here's the thing about the workshop. At some point in your personal growth journey, you have to stop passively consuming content and actually do something different. You have to do the healing, not just read about how your childhood affects your love life. You have to put yourself out there and not just sit at home telling yourself that there aren't any good guys online. It may feel overwhelming, but it's only overwhelming as long as you decide it is. In New Year, New Boo, I'm going to take you through an embodied experience so you can actually begin the healing and clearing work you need to do so that you experience something different in your love life. So this isn't a workshop with a bunch of slides where I'm talking at you. Rather, I want you to think of it as a block removing, relationship envisioning, energy clearing, 60 juicy minutes with me. And yes, there will be a recording if you can't make it live, but you do have to sign up to get the recording. However, I do recommend you be there live if at all possible. So do what you need to do to be able to be there. Because when you're live, A, you can ask me questions and I can coach you. And B, I'll have some surprises and things to give away for those that are there live. And I'll also be opening up the doors to my upcoming virtual retreat, Shift Your Dating Patterns in a Weekend. And there will be a workshop only early bird ticket available. So to sign up again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash new year, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the show, Hillary. How can I help you? Hey, Veronica. I just had a question about how to deal with rejection. Okay. My main question. Okay. Okay. So what happened? I assume there's something specific that happened. Is it with a relationship, someone you're dating? It was someone I had gone on a few dates with. And this happened a few weeks ago. I guess my question revolves into what's going on now. Because it's kind of like I start to sense rejection. Not really rejection yet, but start to like sense that happening. That pullback. Uh, You sense the pullback, you mean? Right, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yes. And are we beyond that pullback now? Are we still in the pullback stage? I don't know it's pullback. I think it feels like pullback, but it also feels like busyness and like that results in the pullback. Okay. But it feels like pullback. Okay. So where are you guys now? Like, are you still talking? Still seeing each other? What's- so the one I had the question about, we don't talk at all anymore, but the one okay. that it's starting to like pull back, things are going well kind of thing is going on now. We actually... We've only been on two dates and we have our third one tomorrow and we've been talking for a few weeks, I would say. So very brand new. Mm -hmm. So what's the question? Like how to deal with the rejection or how to deal with the pullback or. Right. So how to deal with rejection along with like when the pullback starts. And I guess for me, I'm trying not to compare it to my past, but in my past, like I've had people pull back and then. Like it doesn't work out. And so like I start sensing that's happening and then like start to freak out and get stressed out. But then it's just like legit, like the person which is busy for like a few days. But mm-hmm. I took that as like, oh, like they don't want to talk to me. Like they've met someone else. Like, you know, I started like second guessing myself when really like the person was just really busy, but it felt like pullback. Okay. Okay. Yes. So the thing that's going on here is, well, first a distinction has to be made. A distinction has to be made. Like, is there legitimate pullback in the sense that like, maybe he's not showing up the way he previously has for you. And then there's that pullback there, or it's more of like in your head and you're constantly validation from him in order Mm -hmm. to feel 
like the relationship is still progressing or that it's still moving forward or for you to feel confident and to feel good. So just by that, and are we going to be talking about the current relationship where you're still seeing the person or the one where you're not talking anymore? Which one do you want to focus on as an, at least an example as a jumping off point? I guess the one where we're not talking more because like, it was just, I don't know. Like, I don't think I handle rejection well. Mm-hmm. Especially when well, it's like, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I shouldn't say Especially, no well. It's always going to be hard. <laughs> right, exactly. Especially since it was like I had invited him to hang out with my friend and I, just like a meetup kind of thing. As like I enjoy talking with the person. So yeah, come hang out with my friend and I. We're going to a pro lacrosse game. We have extra tickets. Like come hang out with us. And then it was like we had our date, and then it was just like out of nowhere. The next day, it was just like in the middle of conversation, things are going well. And then it was like, hey, by the way, like you're really nice and fun and cool to hang out with, but I don't see this progressing in a relationship. So it's just like kind of like a bummed kind of feeling because it was like that excitement and like you think things are going well on your end and then kind of like hits. Yeah. And then it's like, well, well, yeah, they're not. But I do say like positively looking back on that, like I didn't handle it well, but looking back on like that situation. I don't know. Like I thought we connected well, but I feel like it would not have been like, I don't know. I guess I see his sense of like, Oh yeah, we're just better off as friends looking back on it now. But at the time, like it was just like, things are going really well. And it was like a lot of excitement. And so what's really the problem though, because you were rejected, which stings, right? right? That's normal. Nobody can protect you from that, right? Like you can do all the self-help, personal growth, spiritual, whatever in the world. But rejection is always going to sting. And I think the more that you can really allow yourself to feel that and to be like, wow, damn, that really sucks or ouch, that really hurts. And also to look at it from two ways, like you might be getting over just not having him in your life. I mean, Mm -hmm. if there's only a few dates, it's probably less about him and more about what the relationship you're hoping it could be like the dream, right? There's always like that dream whenever you meet someone, especially if you're really seeking a lifelong partner and you meet someone, you start dating and there's that hope of like, oh man, what if this is it? Right. And then it's not. So, and that hurts. And we're biologically wired to dislike rejection and you can't get around that. And we want to. And I think a big problem generally with the way dating is these days is that everyone's dating because everyone wants to find a relationship, find a partner, but no one's willing to actually be hurt or be rejected. And this goes for both men and women. We both play this game. Right. Yeah. I guess like usually when I do get rejected, it ends up being like ghosting or like, I mean, I just like, I really appreciate Yeah, exactly. I think looking back on it, like, I think I appreciate it more of like telling me before things like escalated, Mm -hmm. but like, I mean, it did kind of sting where I was kind of like not bummed out for a week, but like for a few days or so, just kind of processing things and healing. And that's that's totally normal. And, you know, one thing I talk a lot about is, you know, rejection proofing yourself is basically building this wall up around you to where you're not going to let anyone in. And you cannot date with that wall around you. And you cannot date from this perspective of like, oh, I'm going to let my knight in shining armor come in and rescue me. And he'll be the one that will make me open up or break my walls down or whatever. And like, it's just a bunch of fairy tale nonsense. Like, that doesn't really happen. But what I am interested in is rejection resilience. And we haven't talked about like the aftermath of the rejection or what's going on in this relationship with the guy you're still talking to. You can get there. But rejection resilience is, okay, 
this sucks. This really stings. This hurts. I'm just going to let myself sit in this place of just not feeling great, but it's not going to affect, or you're not going to let it affect your worthiness, your ability to love yourself, to accept yourself and really fall back into this place of trusting that you're going to be able to learn what you need to learn from this relationship or from this date or from this text exchange, like however far progressed the relationship progressed, but then you're going to just keep moving forward and it's not going to change anything about how you actually feel about yourself. That's rejection resilience. And so that's what I'm more concerned about when people come to me with rejection or a relationship ending, you know, anything like that. So how do you feel you are on your rejection resilience? That's so interesting that you said that because I think like the first few days that I was processing it, I think I took it more personal, Mm -hmm. but actually had a really conversation with my friends and she's like a friend from college and was kind of reminding me that about my worth. And she's the one that told me that like, you have to get through a lot of heartbreaks before I wish I could remember exactly, but she was just telling me you have to get through a lot of heartbreaks before you like will meet someone really good and worthy. And so that was just, that really stood out to me also. But yeah, it was like a few days after that had happened, the rejection. And then I was talking with her and she had told me that. So yeah, I think that's really important because I think we might lose ourselves in what happens. And I think like I started to take it personal and it was like talking with someone else helped me to realize that like, so what? Like, I mean, you're so worthy and valued and like you're going to meet someone really great. Like that's coming up uh, kind of thing. So yeah. Right. Well, it doesn't always necessarily have to be like this pep talk either. Right. Um, Because you are allowed to feel sad and you are allowed to be angry or to be upset or whatever the emotion is. Now that's different from a pity party. A pity party is like, oh, this always happens to me. Why again? Why me? Why can't I just Mm -hmm. meet someone? That's a pity party and that's harder to pull out of. And it's also harder to connect with someone else because that's just like another way of building up some walls around you because you're not really allowing yourself to connect with yourself and then therefore with other people when you move into like this pity party stage. So yes, I think it's important to look for the lessons. I think every relationship can be a soulmate if we're really willing to look for the soul lessons of every relationship, everything from a one night stand to 20 plus year marriage. But if you jump to that and if you jump to like the trust part and the faith part and like, well, he's still coming or I trust that, you know, whatever he's on his way or whatever the phrasing that you use, that's just what is called spiritual bypassing. And when you spiritually bypass, you're not allowing yourself to feel the sadness or the rejection or the anger or the grief or whatever it is that you might be feeling post rejection or post breakup. And you really got to be able to feel those feelings to let them out so that you don't keep recycling them. Because then you just stay in like this cycle of like, almost like self-pity or the cycle of just needing, needing, needing to get that thing on the outside to make yourself feel good. And we want things because of how they're going to make us feel, not because of the actual thing, right? And so by allowing yourself to just feel like crap for a few days, I mean, it seems to me that's what you did. Yeah, exactly. And after that happened, like I was like, that's it. Like I'm done with dating for a while. Like, I'm going to take a breather. And I'm talking to my friend and it was like, I guess, a pep talk and motivational and just like back on track kind of talk. I don't know how to word it, but it was like through well, that conversation. I, I, want you, I yeah. want you to focus more on, on Hillary and what Hillary right. 
if you really allow yourself to get quiet and to get centered, you know, maybe you do want a dating break. Maybe you don't want a dating break, but like getting this, like, you know, pep talk, like how a coach might coach their football team. (laughs) What I think is going to help you quote unquote, stay on track because then it's just like this accomplish this thing. And that's just attaching how you feel to this outside. Right. Right. Like that's just another way of getting to the same pattern. So what I'm more interested in seeing you do is, you know, and actually I know we worked together. I don't remember if I gave this assignment to you. I might have. I know I've given it to others, but just, just to stop getting advice from friends. It's not that we don't love our friends, not that we don't like our friends, or that all the advice is bad. But sometimes we just need to like cut off the noise, including what our friends are telling us, and just listen to what's true for us. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling though the relationship now is what's really tripping you up. Yeah, I guess because like so that happened and that was like mm-hmm. a week or two before I met this guy. And so that's okay. when I was like, that's it. Like I'm not dating right now, but then like, but then you I did. felt like, <laughs> but then I did. And I ended, up, I ended up like talking different people than I like normally do and mm-hmm. changed my mindset and all of that. And I'm talking to this guy now and yeah, I don't know. I feel like things are just going really well. And we had our first date last weekend. We went bowling, laser tag, arcade games, like super fun, icebreaker type stuff. Could have talked like all night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the next day after the date, it was like we had talked after the date, but we didn't really talk the next day. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like usually I hear from him. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to text him and just see how his day is going. Ironically, after I sent that text, he was on his way back to where we had gone bowling because he left his credit card there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, since you're in the area, do you want to get dinner? And so we ended up getting dinner and we talked and we hung out and it was like really nice. And we talked a little bit after, and then it was like two days of like no communication. And I also was busy with work too. And I know that he's a teacher and he was really busy. And so on Wednesday, it was like the universe was just like all these good things were happening and it was just like a pretty cool day Mm -hmm. it was just like I got a call back about a second interview for a job I applied for and then like after that happened like he had texted me like all these things were just like happening in one day that I kind of like was like what is going on (laughs) like I mean I I appreciate this it just like all had like all these good things just happened at once well you're doing the work I know that I mean yeah exactly and so so I guess right now, and then I was like, yesterday, we didn't really talk. And so I think I'm learning is that I'm used to communication being like an everyday thing. And I've had to remind myself when talking to people that like, I don't talk to my friends every day. Hey there, before we get to the rest of the show, I wanted to remind you that my upcoming annual workshop, New Year, New Boo is coming up on January 23rd. Now, this isn't a boring workshop with a bunch of slides. Instead, I'm going to take you through a process where you'll take all that awareness and knowledge of yourself, of relationships, your blocks, your patterns, and all of those things, and help you actually integrate it all so you can experience something different in your love life. In New Year, New Boo, you'll learn a process to get out of your head and into your body so you can trust yourself more in the dating process and begin to trust others more as well. You'll discover what it really takes to find love and why most of what you were taught about love and dating is just simply outdated and wrong. And together, we're going to go through an exercise so that you can uncover exactly what your block is so you begin to heal it and attract the love you want. 
This workshop is 100% free and I want you to be there if you want 2020 to be the year you put yourself and your personal life on the front burner. There will be a recording, but you must sign up to receive it. However, I do recommend that you do what you need to do to be there to be live because you'll be able to ask questions and get coached by me and going through this experience as a collective with other women who are like-minded and get it is going to make it all the more powerful. So to save your free seat for new year, new boo, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash new year. And now back to the show. Okay. So this this is a teachable moment. Um, (laughs) So, okay. And I think a lot of people listening to this will definitely be able to relate. So your original question when you started this call was, I sent him pulling back. Right. And we don't know as to whether or not he actually is pulling back. Right. Like we we don't know this for sure. It could be true, but it also could definitely not be true. Right. Here's the thing. And I think this is where it's probably getting more into your head more than anything else. What is it that you get out of hearing from someone that you're dating every single day? I guess it's more so validation. And also like a lot of people I talk to don't live in the same area as me. So they live about, I don't know, even people live close by. They, he lives about probably like 30, 40 minutes from me. So we're not going to see each other every day or Mm -hmm. more than once a week kind of thing. So I guess like, it's validation. validation, right? It's validation. Okay, okay. it's validation. Yes. We're going to go with yes. this. It's validation. We'll just stick with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're seeking validation. Now, I know a little bit, not a little bit, I know a lot about you because we've worked one-on-one. And- right. <laughs> so I kind have a sense of where this is coming from, but can you see where this is coming from? Yeah, I think it's tying back into like, Mean that validation from others, from family, from yeah, friends. Okay, okay. But yeah. I want you to even get more specific than that because it's not just generally family and friends. Yeah, it's I think myself too. Well, it's specifically the dynamic that was there between your mom and mm-hmm. sisters and right. not really feeling like really included. Right. So it's that validation of and what did little Hillary do in order to feel loved and accepted by her mom and sisters? I was so quiet that I didn't really speak my mind when I was younger. Okay. Like, so my validation just came from like trying, but then also just accepting things for what they were. Just going with the flow and not really saying. Exactly. Going yeah. with the flow. Okay. And what else did you do? I mean, I tried, like I would try to like chime in or like, try to include myself in conversations or things like that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes wasn't included kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we've talked about how you used to go with the flow with, if someone was like, I remember there's a situation where someone was on Tinder while you were on a date. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And and so that's just a pattern of like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Right. So that was in January. Yeah. And Um, I know you've grown a lot, a lot since then. However, with this whole, like, you're just trying to be included, like, you know, with your right. mom, you're constantly trying to be included, like, hey, mm-hmm. don't forget that I'm here. And you're like trying to yeah. like, shine all these lights or like throw things or like, woo, like someone noticed me. And here's the thing, like, and you can probably, and if you're being really honest with this, I think you would have to say this is true, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. And that is, even if he were to text you every day, like it still wouldn't feel enough. Right. You would still be going back to your phone to see if he's texted you again. 
Yeah. Or to see what he said to your last text or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So regardless of how much he's texted you, the work is still an internal game. You've got to validate yourself. No one can do that for you. Your mom can't do that. Your sister's right. can't do that. This guy can't do that. Any past guys were never able to do that. Any potential future guys can't do that for you either. And who knows? Maybe there won't be a future guy. Maybe this will be it. But like, but if you go into any relationship needing to get that validation from him, even if he can't like use that languaging, like he doesn't understand that, like that's just really exhausting for Mm -hmm. someone. And the only kind of person who's really going to be up for that kind of game is like a guy who's either has some narcissistic tendencies or is like really controlling and it's not going to be a healthy relationship. Right. That's the only kind of guy that's really going to be up for that kind of game of just constantly trying to validate you and reassure you. So you're seeing him tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So the time we're recording this on a Friday, you haven't talked to him since Wednesday. No, actually he texted me today. So um, yeah, he texted me today and he did a little, Hey, with a little wave emoji. And I did a gift back because I'm really into the memes and gifts. And (laughs) like, that's where my humor comes in and my wittiness is sending gifts. And I did like the Jimmy Fallon one where he's the, Hey, and he goes, Hey, like, (laughs) but yeah. And then we were talking about, I was decorating my hallway at school and he was like, oh, you should do it Star Wars theme because he's a really big movie person. Like he majored in film. He teaches film class. Like he's really into movies and he's okay. really into Star Wars. Well, isn't the new, we're recording this yeah. right for Memorial Day. So <laughs> it's about to come out. Yeah, I was about to say. So that's where the conversation went because we talked last weekend. So at the end of our okay. first date, he goes, what are you doing next weekend? Do you want to go see the new Star Wars movie? Like, So is that what you're doing tomorrow? Yep, we're going to go see the new movie tomorrow. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to pause you here, and I want you to get some takeaways from this. Okay. So the first thing is, okay, so I I say this a lot, and and for those who listen to me or know my work a lot, know that we're always going to go back to the inner child because we're always playing out old patterns. And here's the thing, like, and we did this in the tribe this past month, but sometimes it's going to be like a sit down thing. Like, okay, I'm going to actually sit down and do this inner child meditation, or I'm going to sit down and write a letter to my inner child or talk to her out loud or whatever it is. And that's kind of like the equivalent to going to the spa, right? Like it feels good. It can be really healing, restorative, but it's just a bigger time and energy investment. And so sitting down to like do an inner child meditation or write a letter to your inner child, all that kind of stuff. Like you're not going to be able to do that every day unless like, you just have nothing to do, which is great because then you can just go to the spot and then talk to your inner child all day and that'd be awesome, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but for most of us, like that's something that you're going to do, you know, when you really sit down and talk to your inner child or focus on your inner child, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, maybe even once a month if you're more like in the maintenance mode and have done a lot of healing already. But you can take a shower on Monday, but if you don't shower again before Friday, then you're going to be stinky, right? Like you got to shower every day to keep up with your hygiene. And so it's the same thing with your inner child. And especially for you as it relates to validation, because I know you've done some inner child work before, because we've worked a lot together, but I think you could probably use, you have some room for just some general maintenance 
right? So like catching yourself, like when you want to go pick up your phone and you're like, you're freaking out because you haven't heard from him or you want to text them, but you don't really have anything to say. You just want to text them so that you get a text back or like whatever it is. That's where an opportunity for you basically to talk your inner child off the ledge because that's not grown up Hillary because grown up Hillary's like, Oh yeah, maybe not everyone talks every single day or yeah, she's more mature or I've got other things to do and he's got other things to do or like distance make the hearts grow fonder, right? Like that's a real Mm -hmm. thing too. Like there's the mystery and some more excitement anticipation build when there's some space and some distance. So you know that logically, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not concerned with that. You know that, but your inner child is like, Oh, I need that validation. Mm -hmm. And so it wants to text. And so that's a really beautiful opportunity for just some of that maintenance, right? It's like when you shower or when you stink, you go shower, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the same thing. When you find yourself getting triggered in that way and you're really seeking that validation, that's when you really got to validate your inner child. You just got to talk her off the ledge. Hillary, you're so worthy. You don't need other people to tell you that you're beautiful or loved. You are beautiful and loved because you are a divine being, you're created in the image of God, like whatever it is, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry that you feel discluded from your sisters, or maybe you mm-hmm. don't feel like the favorite, or you feel like the black sheep and that sucks. And I'm so sorry, but I just want you to know how loved you are and how amazing you are. And you don't have to prove that to anyone. No one, no one has to be there to validate that for you. It's just innate and just talk yourself off the ledge that way. And then go do something fun for yourself, whether it's like, I don't know, going on a walk reading a book, cooking or something like whatever a hobby is, but just talking yourself off the ledge in that way. So that's like the deeper work, right? And then I don't know, I don't think there's really a second thing, but I would say the second thing where I kind of talked about this is like allowing the anticipation and the excitement to build. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not talking to each other every day or every minute every day, and then you're going to see them tomorrow, you're actually going to have something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Because we're still getting to know him. You've only been dating for a week. You're not going to talk every day. And I think that talking every day is more of like, and if he feels the need to talk every day, then again, it's just like your issues are attracting each other. He needs to feel validated too. Right. You're entering into this relationship where you guys just have to keep validating each other. And you can't actually let each other grow. Because you're just filling each other's voids the whole time. That's not fun. Right. So what do you learn? What are you taking away from this? I mean, it's interesting to see how the conversation has progressed. And usually that does when we were working together also, where it's like, (laughs) I would come in with like one idea and then we'd go jump to something else that like came out. So that's really, (laughs) really cool to see that happen again. But I like the inner child talking myself off the ledge conversation because I do have those talks sometimes with myself, but they're more of like, pep talks like (laughs) I guess my life is filled with pep talks and motivational things so I like the more of like talking off the ledge and like more deeper than just like you got this you can do it like you're great like that kind of thing so that's something I'm really yeah and I'll just say this and then we'll wrap up but I'll have to do a whole podcast episode probably on this but this whole idea of like willpower and Mm -hmm. pep talks are really tied in with willpower it's like you can do it you can do it and (laughs) Willpower works for like a week, two weeks, a couple months if you're lucky. I mean, in terms of like resisting texting someone or in the sense of dating or with trying to lose weight or whatever it is, willpower works, but not forever. It's not a forever solution. It's just a band-aid solution. The only way to truly transform 
is to go inward and to go deeper and then go to the root of what's causing the behavior in the first place. That's the only way. Now, it's not to say that you can't do some things like, I don't know if you're trying to get your Facebook addiction, like taking your Facebook app off your phone. Like, you know, there's things you can do just to help you, but it's still like willpower doesn't really work. You got to go deeper. And, you know, it's funny because I, people will come onto these calls and they want to talk about texting or they want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what you think we're going to talk about. But let me tell you, that's just a system. Of yeah. System. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Awesome. Well, keep us updated with what happens with this guy and your inner child. You're in the tribe. So I know you share in the Facebook group a lot. So you'll be there keeping us updated so we can continue supporting you. And thank you so much for coming onto the show today. It's such a joy. I have to just brag on you for a second. Like it's been such a joy to work with you and to see you grow and to transform and really to become the woman that you are. I don't like to say that I change people or that people change. I don't think people do change. I think we just become more of who we truly are. And it's just been so fun to see that happen for you, both in your career, but then also Mm -hmm. in your personal life. Oh, for sure. If everyone only knew who I was, like when Veronica and I first started working together, then you would see that growth also. Like I went from like desperate talking to almost anyone out there to like having some more grounding now. And yeah, so it is really cool. I also want to brag myself too for that growth. And Definitely. You should. You totally should. Oh, thank you so much. This was fun. I hope this was helpful. Yeah, so much. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Hillary. And I just want to point out two big things from our conversation. Now, I made a lot of points about rejection, and I talked about that in the intro, so I'm not going to go into that again. So these are two other things that I just want you to really take away from our coaching conversation. And the first thing is the real or imagined problems or fears. And so real fears, real problems would be something where maybe someone was acting in a certain way. And then all of a sudden, there's just the radio silence, you just don't hear from them for days, or maybe they're not really being very assertive. And when they want to hang out with you again, or when they want to see you again, or, you know, that would be more of a quote, unquote, real fear or real problem that okay, this relationship, this dating, this person may not go the way I wanted it to go. And then sometimes it's just imagined. And in Hillary's call, you can see that her fear around this guy potentially pulling back is likely imagined. Now, we don't know for sure. She hasn't had the date yet at the time of this recording, but I know she will update all the tribe members. So I look forward to seeing what happens. But you can tell from our conversation that for the most part, this was very much an imagined fear or an imagined problem because it was really just actually triggering her need to feel validated and to get the attention or the approval that she's actually seeking. And now, the real versus imagine, it's not always black and white. There's definitely a lot of gray area and it can be sometimes tough to figure it out, especially when you're just sitting there looking at yourself and you're really close to your problems. And obviously there's a huge bias because you want the outcome to be a certain way. And so this is really where the beauty of having a community like the tribe or a trusted friend or a coach or something like that, who can kind of pull back a little bit and get the bigger picture and see what's really going on. So wherever, you know, you feel like there's someone pulling back or you feel like there's a problem or something's not going the way you want it to go or we're 
were hoping it would go, you have to take a step back and say, okay, is this a real problem? Is there actually something I can do about this? Or is it imagined? And another really quick way you can tell the difference, and again, it's not foolproof because it's not totally black and white, is what I call the coffee pot problem. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, but it's been a while, so I will bring this up again. So the coffee pot problem is when you're driving to work and you're like, oh shoot, I forgot to turn the coffee pot off, right? And so then you gotta turn the car around, drive back home, go inside and turn the coffee pot off, right? So that's a real problem. You forgot that the coffee pot was on when you left and there was a very tangible solution. So you turned the car around and you went straight back home and you turned the coffee pot off. Boom, problem over, you're on with your day. Now the imagine problem is more of you're leaving the house and you're halfway to work and you're like, oh my gosh, is my house going to burn down? Did I leave the coffee pot on? Leave the stove on? Is there going to be an electrical fire? Like, oh my gosh, when is the last time that's in, you know, and your mind can just start spinning from there. That's more of an imagined problem. Now, it doesn't mean that the real problem doesn't exist, but there's not like a very tangible solution to the unimagined problem. So in Hillary's case, it wasn't a quote unquote real problem because There was no tangible solution to what Hillary was going through. It was something that was deeper that was going on that she had to address. And that would be really the quote unquote tangible solution, but it had nothing to do with what the problem actually was. So going back to the coffee pot example, the first, you know, when the coffee pot, you know, it's on, you left it on, you turn around, you go home, tangible solution, but just constant worry that your house is going to burn down. There's no real solution to that problem, or at least not, I shouldn't say there's not a real, there's no tangible solution to that problem. And it's more of like an internal thing of dealing with the fear or the obsession you have with that, with that problem. So I hope that makes sense. Let me know if you have any more questions about that. Come over to my Instagram account, or you can always come to the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 122. That's number 122 and leave a comment there as well. And the other takeaway that I want you to take away from my coaching conversation with Hillary is the symptom versus the cause. And this is so, so classic. So a lot of times people come to me because they're struggling with texting or online dating or what to do in a specific situationship. And a lot of times those things can be really great jumping off points. So you'll even have heard in my conversation with Hillary, like I wanted to know what the situation was. I wanted to know what was happening or what wasn't happening or what had happened. But once I got that information, I'm like, all right, we're taking a dive from here and we're going into your inner child. Now I didn't do the whole inner child process with Hillary. I've worked with her a lot before, so I know her quite well. And so I didn't need to go into all of that because I just had the background. And so for some of my clients that you'll hear on the show that I don't know so well or that I haven't worked with one-on-one yet, you might hear me get a little bit more background, but I had already known the issues that she had with kind of feeling like the black sheep and left out between her and her sisters. And so I already knew that. And so I already knew exactly where to go. And I'm like, wow, this sounds exactly like the dynamic you described to me earlier that you grew up with. And so a lot of times we just want to solve the symptom. And even Hillary came onto the show today wanting to solve the symptom, like this texting thing, or we don't have communication every day. And he's not texting me as much as I'd like, or what I guess what I'm used to. And so that's the symptom, right? And she thought that he he was pulling back, that he was pulling away. And again, at the time of this recording, we don't know how the date tomorrow is going to go. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I think we have reason to believe that this is probably not the pullback. And this is just her inner child getting 
triggered. And then that's the cause. And so a lot of times people come to me again, because they want to focus on or they want to ask me about texting or online dating or a specific situationship. But all of those things are just symptoms of a deeper issue or a deeper cause. And so when I coach my clients, when I work with clients, whether it's the tribe or one-on-one or in the incubator, I want to go right in there. It's just like, it's like very piercing energy. That's where I want to get to because that's what's actually going to resolve the problem. You know, with this conversation, I could have said to Hillary, well, why don't you just date yourself? And I'm all about dating yourself, but why don't you just distract yourself and have fun and go hang out with your friends and watch TV and make dinner and, you know, do all this fun stuff, right? Like, and that's great. I think she should be living her life doing whatever her life naturally looks like outside of the context of a relationship. But I could also have been like, well, you could text him or why don't you just turn the notifications off on your phone so you're not constantly checking or, you know, there's all these like, tangible things she could have done. And it's not that some of those things are bad or that I wouldn't maybe advise or suggest someone do at some point, but those are all just symptoms. And you're only going to get so far when you just focus on the symptoms. And it might resolve the issue for that one specific situation. But then the next time you get triggered, whether it's the next relationship or just the next incident or something that happens in the same relationship. It's just the same damn things just going to keep happening over and over and over again. So what you really have to do to resolve that is get to the root of it. Say, why am I being so triggered? And for her, her inner child is getting triggered. It's the little girl in her that just needs that validation from other people in order to feel good and confident and worthy. And that's really what's going on. So the more that she can do that, then the less reliant she is going to be on getting these texts from this guy that's really not going to have a big difference on whether or not the relationship is going to make it in the long run. All right. So again, the two key takeaways that I want you to think about, and I'd love to hear where you are on these issues over on Instagram, or again, over on the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 122. My Instagram is Veronica E. Grant. So you can send me a DM or leave a comment on any one of my pictures and let me know what you thought of this episode, where you are in these two specific issues that I'm talking about are two key takeaways. And again, those two key takeaways are the problems or the issues you're facing. Are they real or are they imagined problems slash fears? And are you trying to solve the symptom or are you trying to actually look into the cause. Remember, if you're going to a doctor and you had some sort of condition that was completely curable, would you want your doctor just to treat your symptoms of the condition or would you want him to actually treat the cause of the condition? And I think most of us would probably say cause and it's the same thing here. All right, my dear, that is it for this week's episode of the Love Life Connection. I've got a really, really exciting guest coming up for you next week. I'm not even going to tell you who it is, but I think you are going to love it, especially if you really have trouble specifically dating or relating or trusting men, then you're really going to need to listen to this episode. So I'll see you then. And I will also see you in New Year, New Boo. Again, veronicagrant.com forward slash New Year is the link to sign up. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. 
you're not broken, and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.